Hi, you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, author Vivian Moore. I hope everyone had a great week and I hope you are having a wonderful weekend. All right, so I don't want to hold you for too long today, so we're going to move right to today's show. Uh, the title of the discussion is, Are You For Real? And the topic is Authenticity in Writing. What makes your writing authentic? To answer that question, first, let's look at the definition of authentic, which means original or genuine, real, true. Okay, that's a great start, right? All right, so... It's okay to admire other artists, their work, and even quote it in some cases. Um, the objective is to be organic and keep your expectations high, essential for the writer and reader. If you value what you write, chances are the reader will as well. But how do you do this if you write fiction, you might ask? Well, the simple answer, the simple answer is to keep it as real as possible, okay? Your you incorporate as many factual details within the story and the characters. Everything you write doesn't have to be made up, but verifiable when necessary because you know how we love to fact check just about everything, all right? So, readers love it when stories are interwoven with the truth. So, um, one of my favorite books um, is *A Discovery of Witches* by author Deborah Harkness, which is now a—it's um, a television series. Um, I forget—I think it's on AMC or Sundance or Chiller or whatever. One of those um, one of those television stations um, that you can um, that you can stream. And so, of course, I stream just about everything. Um, because it, it just, I don't know, everything is just so accessible now, uh, by streaming. Um, you know, you don't actually have to, uh, have cable anymore as long as you have the internet and, and, uh, and able to download, uh, streaming apps, which is just, for me, it's just the most wonderful thing ever. But anyway, that's one of my favorite programs right now. Well, actually it's been one of my favorite programs for a while, but before I saw the program, I read the books. And the first one, um, it pulled me in completely. And so I had to read the whole series, which is three. And I wish there was more, but I mean, it's just, it's just so great. Okay. I just enjoyed it so, so very much. But, um, if you are familiar with the discovery of witches and that author, Deborah Harkness, then you know that she is not only a fantastic storyteller, but a historian as well. And she loves to weed fiction uh, with historical and scientific facts. I mean, she goes so deep um, into science. And, and that's really one of the things that pulled me, that pulled me in because 
um, history and science are two of my most favorite subjects in the world. And, uh, you know, how she breaks down uh, the, the anatomy and the DNA and, and all of these things. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, she goes deep into to genealogy, um, you know, to explain how uh, those characters, if you're not familiar with the book, it's about uh, vampires, witches, and, um, and, and demons. So, um, for the, um, the vampires are not able to fire other vampires, the witches, um, are unable to do magic and then the demons are losing their minds. So, you know, she put these labels on these, on these figures in the story, on these characters in the story, you know, and if you look past that, I understand if you're not into, you know, fantasy and things of that nature, um, you know, if you just see it from that perspective and, and not go too deep into it, um, you know, and get um, uh, biblical about it. Pardon me, I had to take a drink because my voice was going, getting ready to go out. But anyway, um, you know, it's just, it's just mostly just, it's a story, basically. And it's just good writing. It's great writing is what it is. And uh, and. You will love it. I'm, I'm telling you now. You will love it if you just if you watch it, watch that first episode. Um, you will ap- absolutely go in deep and uh, and want to watch every single episode and every single season. It will hook you. Um, it's a lot like Outlander, you know, really not really like Outlander, but it's a series like Outlander and historical like Outlander. And Outlander, you know, is is based on fantasy as well because. Um, if you're familiar with that story and that author, Donnie Gabaldon, uh, then you know that it's about time travel. And uh, one of the main characters of that of that story, of that series, uh, is able to time travel. So she goes back in time, and that's how she meets uh, Jamie Frazier. Uh, her, her love, the love of her life, that's how she meets him. But anyway, um, and she deals a lot in uh, history and uh and genealogy and things of that nature as well so um you know if that if that's your thing if if that's your cup of tea then you'll like it but the fact that i'm trying to make is that even though these stories are fictional the characters are fictional she has taken um truth and interwoven it um you know to make the story more interesting but also um you know a lot of the things are factual that you can actually go and look up and, and see for yourself, you know, that they are based on truth. So that to me is authentic writing. You know, in my opinion, those elements make the story fascinating um, because it has the perfect amount of truth and fiction. And it is a prime example of authentic writing again. But still, you know, no matter how much you admire uh, fellow authors, their writing um, it's important not to duplicate them and and remain true to yourself. You always want to remain true to yourself uh, because I think you get more satisfaction when you know that that your ideas are original and not based on someone else's. Now, a lot of stories have the same. Uh, sometimes they have a um, the same premise, but the stories are completely different. You know, um, and and this unavoidable. Uh, because great minds think alike, you know, you may have that the same premise as, as another author, uh, but still the stories are very, very different. And so that's what makes those stories authentic. And the best way to do that is to write about what you know. 
um, establishing your place in the writing world. That's what you want to do. And you need to stick to what you know and use it as an advantage because that always works. Um, you know, if I, I, I call myself um, um, a, a romance author and which, you know, I know a lot about romance and relationships and things of that nature. I'm not a relationship guru or anything um, along those lines, but I know something about romance. So that's what I tend to write about. But lately, you know, I've sort of jumped over to uh, young adult, but still it's, it falls under that um, under that romance heading. So I'm just writing from a different perspective instead of instead of um, adult, I'm doing young adult. But still, I'm staying within um, my lane. I'm staying in my lane. I'm writing about what I know. And so that makes the story more authentic when you do that. And, um, you know, if you if you want to um, sort of, you know, go on an adventure and, and write outside of your elements, say, you know, you want to do a horror story or you want to do mystery or things of that nature, all stories have a little bit of, of all of those genres mixed in with them. But specifically, if that's what you want to write about, then I would suggest, um, if that's not normally what you write about, that you do your research, uh, do your homework, do it well, uh, because it will show uh, if you haven't done those things in the story, when you start to read it, you know, things won't add up, they won't make sense. So if they don't make sense to you, then they're definitely not going to make sense to the reader. So, um, you know, it's good to be adventurous and do something different to think outside of the box. So don't ever think that you can't do that. But just make sure that, you know, you've done your homework before you before you start because you want it to be authentic. You want it to be good. And, um, you know, I mean, you can you can write authentically without making it sound like a memoir. OK. Um, and another unrelated example of authentic writing is what we read or watch every day. OK. You know, I'm talking about the news uh, on cable and the news, uh, you know, if you download the newspaper or you read magazines, whatever, you know, at least we hope what we see reported by journalists and newscasters hold some truth. Uh, although, you know, quote unquote, the fake news uh, became a thing in 2020, uh, which questioned the integrity of newsworthiness. However, not everyone cares about authenticity, but those who do care, uh, they continue to create truthfulness. So that's what you want to look for, um, you know, in everything. You want to find uh, the truthful trail is what I call it. Uh, things that make sense, things that add up, things that you can verify, um, you know, across the board is verifiable across the board and not those things that feed into um, um unworthiness, untruthfulness, uh, propaganda, things of that nature. Um, those things you want to stay away from if you are, um, or if you're looking for authenticity, uh, from news and things of that nature. And another feature of authentic writing is how well you do the job. Uh, <laughs> my mother always said practice makes perfect. And I still believe that, you know, the more you practice something, the better you get. Um, I remember the first time uh, I attempted to fry some fish. Okay, I'm from the South. That's what we do. We eat fried food, okay? We eat fried chicken, fried fish. Anything that's friable in Greece, we're going to eat it, okay? So don't judge us. But anyway, uh, my first time frying fish was not a good experience because I scrambled it. <laughs> 
if you ever had scrambled fish, it's still tasty. But I mean, appetizing, it, it just, it's not that at all. It does not look appetizing at all. But anyway, the second attempt at frying fish came out perfect. So, you know, I kept practicing until I got it right. You know, I had to make adjustments here. I had to make adjustments there. And those are the same things that you have to do in your writing. You have to make adjustments where necessary, you know, to make it come out perfect. And, um, you know, in the end, what we say and do will always be judged. Uh, And sometimes we are our worst critics. So, you know, I'll just leave you with these takeaways. Practice relentlessly until you find your niche. Challenge yourself and be yourself. Authentic first impressions will always outweigh superficiality. Authenticity is always the best policy in life and writing. All right. So that's our show for today. But before I let you go, I want to make sure that I give you, leave you with these URLs so you can stay in constant contact with Book Chat. And of course, the first one uh, is to Spreaker. And that is at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash author Vivian Moore. You can follow me across all social media, which includes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Twitter is by, I mean, not Twitter, but Instagram is by um, um, invitation only. You can also check out my website, and that is at authorvivianemore.com, authshepherd.com. Please check out my blog. My weekly blog is updated every Saturday. Um, That is https colon forward slash forward slash vivianemore.blogspot.com. All right. And so if you missed today's live show, don't fret, because you can always listen to the recorded episodes. Today, going all the way back to, good gracious, I don't know how long, but they're all there. And of course, you can listen to it on Spreaker, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, YouTube, SoundCloud, Giles Saving, um, iTunes, Audible.com, Verbal, and Luminary. And there are many, many more uh, anywhere where you listen to podcasts on a regular basis you can find book chat just by typing in book chat or typing in author vivian anymore it will take you straight there all right you and you can get every single episode all right so tomorrow is worship day it is the first sunday of march can you believe it we're already here in march my goodness how time flies but anyway um we're having some pretty super nice weather down here in the south it's springtime. Springtime has officially sprung in the South. Not to say that we won't have some more cold spurts, but um, but right now, you know, we're just enjoying the beautiful blue skies and the warm days and the nice warm breezes. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I typically don't open up my windows and things like that um, during the spring, during the spring months. But since the trees aren't really budding right now, I can do that because I have allergies. I have super bad allergies. So, um, you know, I don't go outside a lot because I don't want to get sick. And then I don't open up the windows a lot because I don't want the pollen coming in. But right now, pollen is very low. So, you know, I can open up the windows and get some fresh air, air out the house, you know, from all the winter staleness and all of that jazz and let in some fresh air and, and let in those warm breezes and the sunshine. So I hope you are enjoying it. Where, join the weather wherever you are. If you're still having snow and ice, then I'm so sorry for you. Maybe you should move down south or someplace, um, you know, 
more warmer. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, the point is tomorrow is worship day. And I hope that you're planning to uh, attend service somewhere, whether you're still listening to it, um, you know, uh, streamed into you or if you're actually going out to the, um, the different um, uh, churches and things of that nature uh, and listening to the sermons. Uh, first and forehand. Just remember to invite family members and friends to come to listen as well. Uh, but be safe in doing this. Uh, I know that, um, you know, as the COVID cases start to go down, uh, then uh, the um, wearing masks and things of that nature are sort of, you know, moving back away too. So, um, you know, just be careful, just be safe, uh, especially if you have not been vaccinated. Um, you know, just, you want to stay safe and you want to keep your family safe. All right. And, uh, and let the young ones listen in on those sermons too, because, you know, just like us, they, they get stressed. Kids get stressed sometimes worse than we do. So they need to hear the word as well. Um, it can only make things better. And also remember to tell those who are closer to, closest to you, how you feel about them, because to, to tomorrow is not promised. Today may be the only chance you get to say that. So I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you and goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.